So I'm just gonna hit. I'm just gonna start recording now, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. I can I can edit a, an intro. I can edit a little bit of uh, chiptune music. Yeah, I like the music. I like the music. Use Thank the same you. one. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. It came. Um, it came in the um, uh, the itch.io uh, gaming website had a sale, and uh, it was for victims of the Palestinian attacks, and uh, and so they had a sale, and so I bought. It was like a hundred games or something like that. It was a lot of stuff, and it was, and on top of the games was like a lot of resources. And some of the resources were looping music tracks, and so that's what great. I used. So you, you own this this music now. This yeah, is I, music that the whole point is to use it for whatever you make. Right. Yeah. Nice. So this is the the you chose poorly theme. Oh, so or or are you just switching themes every episode? I don't know. I'll 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 play around and I'll see what fits because I thought we we uh, the last episode we talked about video games and I thought some mm. some chip tuny video game music would be appropriate. Uh, we're uh, gonna we're gonna talk about uh, the the Windows operating system a little bit today, so maybe I'll do some Windows music. Maybe I'll play that mm. uh, that song that came on the Windows XP CD <laughs> that everybody got. Nice, 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 perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Will we get into any trouble if we use it? Yeah, hundred percent. We'll be suited if we <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Appropriate. <laughs> um, I have uh, before before we get started, and I do want to hear a little mm. bit about your teaching frustrations. But honestly, maybe that's a whole episode because I, yeah. I think like I think like frustrations about working as a remote teacher in 2020, 2021. I think is oh my god that's I'm so hungry for that as a thing but I want you to be like finish your school year and collect your thoughts on yeah. it first you know exactly yeah but Let I'm, I'm hungry for that yeah totally let's do that let's do that but I mean not I today thought, but let's do no it. not 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 today we have a plan today <laughs> uh, but before I started with the main topic I, I have just a little bit of like computer update for you because i know that you seem mm. to you you like hearing about my my audio my odyssey with my personal computer mm -hmm. i do i um so <laughs> i was like so i came when i bought this thing it came it came with a one terabyte ssd in storage and i thought well that would be really good as a start but what i'm really looking forward to is just jamming a ton of storage into this thing because it has it has four empty bays for mm -hmm. hard drives in this in this machine, right? And so, like, I could theoretically just I, I could I could put like twenty terabytes of storage in here if I wanted to. No, like, no problem. Probably more than that, but that's about as much as my mind can handle. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I bought a two terabyte um, SATA drive for the purposes of doing backups, and. Uh, it showed up today, and I opened the Amazon box, and the hard drive w was in there, and I'm holding it in my right hand right now. It's about the size of an old iPod, this hard drive. And uh, <laughs> and what's what's interesting about this is it didn't come with anything else. Oh, no. 
Like there's, it didn't come with the connector. It didn't come with the little screws that you need to screw into the computer. It didn't come with instructions or advice or even like, I thought I lived in a capitalism. I thought when I ordered this thing, it would be like, hey, here's the other things you might need to make this work. Or here's us upselling you on some stuff. Nothing like that. Nothing at all. So I, I have a naked robotic hard drive that I'm oh, holding. And and so far as I know, no way to actually plug this into my computer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, see, that's perfect. That's the perfect. I mean, that leads into a lot of what we're going to talk about today. But um, <laughs> so what what are you going to what are you going to do about it? Well, so now I have to do research like a moron. Right? <laughs> because I feel like this purchase, like the people on the other end of the purchase are like, the only people who want this are the people who already know how to do it. Right? right? But that's not true. I think more people than ever have bought big, hungry gaming PCs in the last mm -hmm. couple of years, right? There's no way all of those people know how to do everything. Yeah, there's no way. Like, if only there was a computer company for the rest of us. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so, you know, I'll figure it out and I'll probably have to buy a cable and I'll have to buy some screws and it'll work. But the fact is I shouldn't have had to like, I like, I should be able to, when I purchase the thing and it shows up, I should be able to plug it in and it should kind of work. You know, I'm, I'm surprised that, no, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Surprised. I've known you for a while now, but it's you're so sensible. <laughs> you are, uh, you are, for a person who's dedicated to Windows. Yeah. You are, uh, who is, you know, I mean, you're not, you're not a, you're, you're a, you're, a, you're a nerd, but you're not a hyper nerd. You know, you're not a. Yeah, I'm a lowercase nerd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and your nerdery is not something. And this is one of the things we we've been talking about for over a decade now. Your nerdery is not something you have any high ground about. You you don't feel any moral sense uh, of of superiority because of the nerdery you have. In fact, a lot of what we talk about is how ridiculous it is. What 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 how ridiculous life can be when you're in the position that you're in or I'm in the position that I'm in. Yeah. And and I guess the what I'm pointing out is that it's so interesting to me that after all of this you remain a Windows user. Not because Windows is anything like not not because there's anything wrong with Windows but because yeah. of uh yeah. <laughs> I guess I think I'm jumping ahead here. I'm sorry, but uh, no, it's because totally of what Windows Windows stands for, and sure. the 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 Mac uh, the Macintosh OS stands for. Uh, Char uh, Char, uh, the day of the Windows 11 keynote, that was a uh, some early morning for me, so I I, I missed it. <laughs> I missed it, like I was gonna watch it, right? But I, I missed it. It was on it. your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you get a little notification? No, no, no. Because I, 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 I did. It. I was working that day, and I, I couldn't like not be working to stop. Like I, I had a busy day. I couldn't watch it while it was live. Um, but sure as hell, my Windows computer sent me a notification that said, "Hey, there's this. See, check out the next version of Windows. Just click here." Nice. Yeah. Nice. And you didn't set it. It was from the from the so it is an ad from the Correct. computer. Hundred percent. Nice. Uh -huh. Nice. 
So I was up early for work. Well, early, but it was still later than the keynote. And then uh, Char immediately comes in and reads to me the, the Satya Nadella statement in the end of the keynote. Mm-hmm. And, then she, and then she says, you know what I just realized is that uh, a lot of this platform preference thing that, that you do and that you and your friends do, <laughs> I guess referring to you and me <laughs> and a bunch of us who think more about this stuff than other people do, uh, is not about the platform or about the features. It's about the values. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah 100%. Exactly. It's 100%. Oh, no, it's quite religious, actually. <laughs> it's uh, yeah the 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 hardware yeah that's fun that's all fun but we're not gonna it's stupid to get into fights about hardware although people do get into fights about hardware yeah but you know it's it's ultimately about the values and uh, then we got to talking about epic and apple and you know let, letting her know about you know what's happening on the other side of the fence or well on our side of the fence because she doesn't really care for what happens on either side of the fence but uh, I'm just, you know, what's happening culturally and with the values of, of, of these platforms. And so your whole hard drive thing, like with everything you've talked about, is yeah. just emblematic of the abs- absurdity of, of what life is like with, the wind- with Windows values. Yes. And, and yet you're so very, so still so very dedicated to Windows, which I also, I mean, I, I'm not dismissing it, but it's... Like it's 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 bare in front of you how absurd some of these things can be. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I, <laughs> right? I I didn't go and price out what a two terabyte upgrade on say an iMac would cost, but mm-hmm. good God, man! <laughs> like, right, there's, <laughs> there's a downside right. to being over there too. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and. They well are we are we getting into the the downsides of the platforms now? How, how do we approach today's? You know uh... So I like there's good and bad to all of it, and I, I think the thing that I kind of wanted to focus on is like the keynotes themselves, because mm. like it's one you're right. The hardware is one thing. Using the computer day to day is one thing, but there's like the fandom of it, and and keynotes are like pretty central to the fandom of it because that's that's where you get the candy right that's right. that's where these these uh the, these companies will say come over here there's free candy and mm. and and you and i and a lot of people will literally stop what we're doing with our lives <laughs> personally <laughs> professionally sleep wise and we will we'll go over there to get the free candy that's right that's right this is a my family stop talking to me right now i'm watching this and i want the candy now i i i thought because i knew you weren't going to watch it live and in fact i don't know that you've ever watched a windows or a microsoft keynote before was this your first one uh, I have to confess that I did not watch the whole thing. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm sorry. I missed. I missed my homework for today. But I did watch a supercut. I watched oh, okay. a supercut and the entirety of the Satya Nadella statement, that's which I thought then. was yeah. yeah, which is really what I wanted to talk about because I think, well, I mean, the rest were features from from what I've read of the recaps. There were yeah. just 
most feature, 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 feature Satya Nadella, and I thought yes. the the meat of it will be Satya. So that's true. Or Nadella. So I'd but say yes, yeah, this, you watched, this, this you watched not... like the Verge Supercut, right? The CNET Supercut. Oh, the CNET um, Supercut. Okay. Yeah, but um, so we'll link to that in the show notes. And but yes, this is the most Microsoft keynote I've watched ever. Why do you say that? No, no, no. I mean, it's the most. Uh, it's the longest. It's the most of a oh, Microsoft oh, keynote I've ever the, watched. This is the most Microsoft content you've ingested. I see. Right, right, right. Yes. Not, yeah. not like. But if, boy, was this a Microsofty kind of show. Well, no. What I was gonna say was, this is the 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 most Apple-y Microsoft show I've ever seen. Me it's, too. It's... <laughs> Here Me we go. Because because usually usually Microsoft, if they do a keynote at all, and most of the time they don't, they'll do what what is like a press thing where they like mm -hmm. they invite the press, and it's like an Apple keynote, but there's no cameras and no one's streaming it live and you'll hear about it three days later when someone writes up a report because it's a it's just less of a big deal and microsoft mm -hmm. treats them like less of a big deal um but they've been doing keynotes you know just to copy apple kind of really very much to copy apple in the last couple of years and mm -hmm. there's they're, they're smaller more intimate things but really it is a a microsoft marketing person or their VP of design or what, whatever, whoever they have, they get up on stage, they show a product, they do a demo, and they tell you that the product will be available within 12 to 75 months. And that's the end of it. You know, wasn't there a, there was one keynote that I read about where they spent the entire time uh, making fun of Joanna Stern. Or yeah. like poking fun at Joanna, Joanna Stern. Was this a Microsoft keynote or was this some HP think, or Easter? No, I think it was a Microsoft keynote because she was in the audience. Right, right. <laughs> and I think it was that she was typing on a MacBook Air. Right, right, right. During the Microsoft well, thing? Yeah, yeah. See, that that's what I think a Microsoftian keynote would be like. Like, kind that's what petty. I expect those keynotes to be. <laughs> petty and for the nerds. And for the, for nerds, the nerds and for the press. Yeah. Right, it's for yeah. it's for the the Verge audience it only, yeah. like not for anyone else, not for my wife certainly. She, she, you know, nothing that my wife would come to me the next day and read a statement about or statement from. Um, but this one was very interesting. Like, I'm sorry I didn't watch. I I'm now literally sorry. Like, there's some remorse that I didn't get to watch the whole thing, given that you agree with the assessment that it's very Apple-y. Like, it, I, it, it sounds very like something. Apple it it they they, they went. <laughs> They went both slicker and safer than they usually are. Like it lacked mm -hmm. any of that. Like sometimes I like to watch the Microsoft keynotes because like like you really do feel like you're there and they are literally talking to the press that's in the first couple of rows. And it's it's it, it's interesting. Because it mm -hmm. you know, it feels like a real dialogue as opposed to just a one way conversation. And these videos mm -hmm. very much feel like your typical canned Apple style keynotes. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, they, they look good and they sound good and they get the message across and they were in and out in 40 minutes. Uh, so that's, <laughs> to me, that's, that's the one nice thing about all of these, uh, tech companies having to do pandemic press releases is they're shorter than they used to be. Right, right. I agree. Even the Apple ones. Yeah. The, it, what was so interesting to me about this, and, and I, I guess I'm going to go ahead here because I didn't watch the whole thing and you did. So I would like to just get my thoughts out here and then we can play with, play with them. Because what I noticed was, um, so Satya Nadella comes in at the end. 
um, after they talk about all the features. Now, I didn't see all the... Uh, it seems like, was this uh, Panos Panay? Panay? Is, Panos is that, Panay, yeah. yeah. Panos Panay. He seems like he was the host of the... The MC of the, the keynote. Is that right? So he was the guy transitioning between features and other people introducing features. Is that right? Yeah, and I, I don't know what his like real job is, but I, I just know that he, <laughs> he like he's kind of the the maybe not the Craig Federici of 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 Microsoft because I'm not sure he's a real like coder person, like a real developer. He might just be all marketing. Um, right. but like he's he he is like very high up in the company. I know that much. Right. I understand. Yeah. And uh so I, I caught some of his like commentary, which uh, I have thoughts about, but later. Um, so, so structurally, the keynote was he's the host, introduces everybody, introduces everything, uh, transitions between features. And then in the end, he introduces Satya Nadella. And then Satya Nadella the, basically gives the, the state of the Windows address, like this is what we stand for, mission statement speechy thing which is uh which is what's getting all the press uh, which, which is what's getting most of the mainstream press um and i found that so interesting in that that's the last time apple ever did something like that i think was the 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 steve jobs i think the ipad 2 even the liberal arts and the technology intersection sign that he posted mm -hmm. on the was behind him, where he explains this is why we're doing what we're doing, and this is why we uh, we updated everything this way. Yeah. But since then, I think that's the last time I recall Apple doing something like that. But since then, it's always been this is what we stand for, and because uh, I mean in the keynote, I mean uh, in the keynote, the beginning would be this is why we do what we do, this is what we stand for, this is what we believe, and as a result of this, here's the cool new stuff we want to show you. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, whereas with this keynote, it felt like here is everything cool and shiny. So at the end of an Apple keynote, it's the nerds who are going to talk about the, 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 val the mission statement, but everybody else is going to be like, hey, there's new Memoji, uh, icons look this way. That's what everybody talks about in the end because that's, that's the end of the keynote. But in this one, uh, they ended with the mission statement, which I thought was very, very interesting. Um, because now the mainstream, the message is not so much that Windows is shiny and runs Android apps and whatever. The message is, you know, I, you get a mainstream person like Char, like my wife, who's going to come in and say, this is what Windows stands for. That's amazing. And I realized that, uh, you know, come, come in with all these insights. And, I, and strategically, I, I mean, maybe it's appropriate because of all the press that Apple's mission is, uh, is getting nowadays with all the, with the controversy and with Epic and with sideloading and things like that, uh, that maybe it felt like the right time to capitalize. But as, a, as an observer on this side of the fence, I'm, it was refreshing to, to hear what they stand for because I love what they stand for. I think the world needs Windows. I think it's absolutely important. It's just that I guess the, all the features that they showed you know they don't really talk they, none of the new features I think highlighted what deferred them from Apple well, uh, I mean, other, than, other than the fact that you can sideload Android apps onto Windows now well but, think, uh, but for the user 
like for the user who is not on the iPhone and not on a Mac, that yeah. feels like equivalence. That doesn't feel like, oh, I am, I stand for Windows and that's why I choose. I mean, it's the, for the nerds like you and uh, a few friends of mine, that's, that's great, right? But for like a, a normal person who has a Windows computer and an Android phone, that's just going to be a, oh, hey, cool. That's what yeah. I can do. Yeah, it's not exactly uh, like a philosophical stance thing. Yeah. yeah, no, not at all. And it's going to be like, oh, it's like my friend who has an M1 computer who can run an iPhone app on his Mac. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. It, yep. But, you know, but yeah, yes, the, the, the uh, implementation is different and the technology is different and the philosophy is different. But that's not the message. So I see why they needed to end with the message because the products don't or the, the candy doesn't seem like to a normal person yeah. an expression of the message which i you know i i i we can i can speculate about why they're doing it but it's it makes for uh interesting times for people like you and me where the values are now front and center as opposed to just something for the nerds yeah for okay so for me there were there were two things that really made me think like these are actually the kind of things that like um microsoft kind of like stands for so like there were a couple like you're right it's sort of feature 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 and like if you're like a smart windows 10 user you can do all this stuff already like um Mm. like my my favorite feature coming to windows 11 is like smart like tiling of windows so like when you hit the maximum button now, or you hover over the maximum button, it gives you options for how you want to tile things. Like you used to just be able to tile things side by side. You'd have two apps side by side, right? And now you can tile them a bunch of different ways. But like for me, I've been using an app called Power Toys for years, which gives (laughs) me that functionality, you know? Um, For people who want to run Android apps on their computer, that's, that's great and i'm actually looking forward to that because i honestly believe that microsoft will do a better job than the third party people who have gotten android apps working on windows but like right. i've had android apps working on my computer since i got it you know like it, it's do, it's all doable it's just not as baked into the machine as the new stuff will be um and like i don't care where the start button is <laughs> they you know they move it around every 3 years anyway i'm used to that <laughs> it's in the center because you were at the center Sawyer. that's what yeah. they said so that's that's what i wanted to get lead on was like a bunch of their features they would talk about them and then they'd be like but isn't this great for your life and it's like i don't know <laughs> maybe, maybe but i feel like it's not going to affect my life one bit where you put the start button <laughs> Right, right, right. Right? Um, maybe having a, a family version of Microsoft Teams built in and always running uh, instead of Skype will be better, but I doubt it. I doubt I'll use it, you know? Um, th- things like that. But I did like that they loaded all of that stuff with, like, we're trying to bring a calm to Windows. We're trying to bring, like, a unified thing because like i don't think anybody feels any which way about windows unless they hate it <laughs> you know right even right. the people who are right. die hard windows users are like i'm only using this to get to this app that i need and love 
I don't care about Windows one way or the other. And I felt like this keynote, the candy of this keynote, was for the people who maybe were a little open to the idea that Windows is good, that Windows can be good just by itself. Um, and I liked that. Like, there's there's a part of me that's like, ooh, wouldn't it... I, I don't care about Windows, but wouldn't it be nice if I could like it? <laughs> you know? Right, right. Like, that's, that's not yeah. a bad thing to, to hope for. Is that a thing that you think is possible? Maybe. I think it looks cool. I think their new stuff looks neat. And if they actually... Here's the... Okay. So here's the thing with Microsoft, right? The proof is in how much they polish it. And they're ne they've never been a company known for polish. Right? But they've, ne they've never needed to be, though. No. I think that's what <laughs> struck me as so weird. No. You know, they're... Their messaging is like on point. Well, no, their message was on point. Like yeah. this is what they stand for. That's always been what they stood for. Yeah. But everything they did in the keynote before that is doesn't seem like it's about what they stand for. <laughs> it seems like it's about please feel about us the way Apple people feel about Apple. Yes, uh, even hundred percent. That's exactly <laughs> what they were going for. It's like we would love to be loved by you, like the Apple people love the Mac. Um, and here's a bunch of stuff that might make you hate us less. You know? <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's what it was. It's good. It's a bunch of good things. And yeah. I, I completely believe them when they were like, look, we all had to work at home just like you did. And because we work on Windows, we tuned things for that experience, for working from home from now on. And for working with other people remotely from now on, Windows will be a better place to do that. And I do, I believe them for that. And I do think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like that's a noble thing to, to, to change about the thing. Um, pigs and bunnies though, I'm not really sure what that means. Like, does that, <laughs> like, does that mean that my internet connection is more stable when I'm on a Teams call? Because they didn't say that, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Um, right, because <laughs> that that would make a difference, but they didn't say that. They just said it, it'll be better for when you're working from home. Um, so I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah, I. So here's where I sort of take a turn here in terms of these keynotes. I watched this keynote in full afterwards, and I more or less enjoyed it. Um, but the fact is, I've watched every Microsoft keynote for the last few years. And I've watched every Apple keynote since like 2007. Like when they started mm -hmm. making them kind of like regularly available to consumers. Like this has been a television show that I've been watching the whole time. <laughs> even when, even when I didn't own any Apple products and wasn't particularly interested in Apple products, you know? And, right. like, I definitely went through periods where I was like, I don't care about the Mac. I don't care about iPhones. I don't care about iPads. Why am I watching this stuff? But I still watched the show. I came for the free candy. You know? And th has this happened to you with the with keynotes? Because I know you watch most, if not all, of the Apple keynotes. Mm -hmm. um, do you sometimes go in going, I don't even care about what they're going to be talking about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm here totally. for the show. Totally, totally, totally. 
it's it's the show. Uh, there, the show is fun, and you're, it's interesting. Is as a follower of the of the company, the it's interesting to see what they do with the shows. Mm. The, yeah, I remember. Yeah, there was a. I've had an. There was an Apple drought in my life in terms of products for a while, but I watched all the keynotes anyway. It's, sure. You know, it's it's fun, and it's interesting to see what what. This is why the Microsoft keynote was interesting, specifically, because this is the first time that they're doing anything with a keynote. Anything with a keynote that isn't just about Windows 11. Like, we're talking about the keynote of a Microsoft product. That's that's notable. That's mm-hmm. noteworthy, right? And uh, so, yes, absolutely, I agree, and that is a thing I do, and that's also why we're talking about it today. The, the keynotes are... I, uh, Microsoft is figuring this out. I think other companies are figuring this out as well. But the the keynotes are it, it's not just the candy. It's also uh, it's also the it sounds shallow when I say cultivate the fan base, but that's not just what I mean. You no, know, it's I, a, I, I know what you mean though. Yeah. Right. 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 This is the way to the keynotes are the way to I guess to engender loyalty and to engender. Uh, I guess fanaticism even. Um, it, th- this is the the church service of the religion, and and I, I guess that's why the Windows thing was so weird because Windows is stalwart, a stalwart, not religion, religion. Like Windows is, is is the world needs Windows because they are not Apple. So to see them do this is just felt weird man did, it felt weird I, I guess i wanted to ask did you did you sort of feel like you were walking into somebody else's church yes yes because not until the satya statement although i knew it was coming mm-hmm. but you know re- watching the features like oh this is cute oh it's cute oh look at look at panos doing the commentary like he's not doing a scripted thing oh you know it's cute like as a as a as an enjoyer of productions and as a theater person or a teacher or whatever and seeing how these things are packaged, it was interesting at that level. But then when Satya came in and then you understood, the, I guess, the, the, whole, the holistic idea of the, of the keynote, then it felt like, okay, this is, you know, it's like I was entering a church mass or something. You know, as a non-Catholic, that's yeah. what it felt like. You know, you, you, can sit, you can sit there, it's fine, but it did feel like, oh, okay. You are good for the world, but you are not for me. And this is weird that you're trying to do this. And I have thoughts about how you're doing this, but I have no right to say any of them because this is not my church. <laughs> right. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, you know, because as an Apple, I'm going to keep saying as an Apple person, it's weird. This is weird. That's weird. Yeah. I don't think that should have been in the end. You know, and I, I'd love to get into that. <laughs> But, you know, but right now, it's just, it, it, that is the feeling of, yeah, that, you know, what you're going for doesn't match what you're doing. Mm. Um, and, but I can't say that. <laughs> you know, I am not the one who should be saying this. So it's, you know, it's, it, it's like whenever, like, Gruber says anything about Windows, you know, sure. or, or any Apple person. It, it's, it, I feel like they have to be very careful now, uh, nowadays, because, Anything like that is just mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like Gruber picking on the inconsistencies of the UI or something is yeah. something that if I do that, like you know, I'm just being a jerk, you know. So, but but I do feel that I have more of a right to say things when it comes to like how you're val- how you're trying to cultivate the values. 
because I mean, it's more than just weird Sawyer. It was, it, you know, I mean, if the, it it was a uh, it maybe. I don't know, man, because they, they did it in the keynote. That's why I feel it's weird. If they released an essay or something, or he published an op-ed in the Times or something, yeah. that would be, like, that's not weird at all. That makes sense to me. Yeah. But having it in the keynote, where the result is... I, I, as a theater person, I'm, I'm saying that when you, when you conceptualize a production, the, the first, one of the first things you want to think about is what do you want people to feel at the end of it? You know, mm-hmm. not just not just the marketing, whatever. So what do you want the person who's watching to feel? And it seemed like, like you said, like we said, it really seemed like the feeling is, man, the, the, the goal feeling is, man, I love Windows. Windows is the best. <laughs> but, that, but, that, but also like a lot of the stuff he said was just like, hey, has the last six months of um, Apple news made you go? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe Apple's not the good guy. Maybe we're the good guy, right? And it's so stupid because they're two, like they're they're neck and neck with like biggest companies in the world. Like they're neither of them are your friend, right? (laughs) Neither of these religions are are good for you. Um, (laughs) But he's basically saying like, um, so you remember how like Apple kicked Fortnite off the App Store, and. And that sucks, right? Well, uh, now Epic can just like put its whole store inside our Windows Store, and we won't even bother it. No problem. That's what we do over that's here at we, Windows. That's what we do over here in Windows World. <laughs> we just let them. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. So I guess cynically, that's that's it. Like, there's nothing much besides that. But I'd like to think that, you know, if they. If they believe what they're saying, and this is not just a an opportune time to bash Apple, like a, mm. it's not just a di- uh, an Apple dig keynote, but really, like they really wanted to come out with a statement about what they stand for, uh, that confuses me too. Because isn't Windows' whole thing that they are the most out of the way OS that is the, that there is? Like they are the most, they are the least call attention to themselves OS that you can use. And you know the the whole keynote was about how nice everything was, which inherently means they are calling attention. Uh, you know the the windows panes and the features are all calling attention to themselves. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. Right, absolutely. And it just, and, like, it just it, struck me as weird. It's a full redesign. The whole thing seems brand new. Um, all vestiges of Windows Eight is gone. Finally, because Win- mm-hmm. Windows 10 had a lot of Windows 8 stuff still in it, which was wildly unpopular. So all that stuff is gone now. Um, you know, it, it no longer looks like a giant Windows phone. Uh, you know, it looks a lot more like 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 a Chromebook, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or a bit more like macOS. But I, I honestly, I think it looks a bit more like a Chromebook than macOS. Right, um, right. You know, and... Uh, I think it's funny because now now every Windows PC is a Chromebook, right? There's no if you have three four hundred dollars and you want to buy a Chromebook, you could also buy a Windows PC that now does one hundred percent of the same stuff a Chromebook does, right? Because it runs all of those Android apps now. Um, mm-hmm. So in a in a weird sort of way that like they didn't really call a ton of it because you're right they were firing shots at Apple the whole time, but like they just completely obviated the entire Chromebook market in one step. <laughs> Right, 
Right. That's right. How, how do you... Uh, how do you feel about it? Like, as a, I mean, where do you, I mean, I guess in the past 10 years, this is what I'm pointing out is that I'm so amused at how you point out the absurdity of being a Windows person and you're still yeah. very much a Windows person. But I guess I've never asked you the degree to which you are a Windows person. The last time you said it was because it, you, you can't leave it because of work, like because you use it for work. But is that's that, right. like, it, is, is that it? Is that nope. it for you? No, nope, that's not it. It's that I would, so, so work is one. And not only do I find doing my work easier on Windows than I ever did on the Mac. Like, I found even when I owned a Macintosh, I would always have a boot of Windows for certain things. Like, I was mm. never 100% out of the Windows world. Except for maybe, like, my first Mac ever didn't run Windows. It was, in the, it was a pre-Intel Mac. Uh, and it didn't run Windows. So I was without Windows for about two years. But as soon as I could run Windows on the Mac, I was running Windows on the Mac because there was always there was always one or two things I wanted to do that was just easier on Windows than than on the Mac. Um, could I have made do? Things? But yeah, but you know, it was still nicer. Were those things uh, specifically Windows things, or were they just like programs or apps that ran only on Windows? Yes, but what's the difference? Well, uh, you're right. I suppose that's right. But then that makes it, the difference is then not about the value so much as, you know, that developer just didn't make a Mac version. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, like, say, I was never like an Omni group person. I never bought into the Omni apps, but I've heard wonderful things about them, right? Um, the Omni group makes a bunch of productivity apps for the Mac. Um and they've never made Windows versions, right? And so it would it would be some it would be somewhat be be like, look, I I love Windows, but I need a Mac because I love the Omni apps, and that's how I like to do my work. It's exactly like that, just flipped. Right. Yeah. And it's like I'm not sure that the Omni group <laughs> thinks of themselves as like a reason to buy a Macintosh, uh, but they probably are to some people. Hmm. Because I guess because if you like working with the Omni apps, you need a Mac for that. Um, yeah. Well, I guess the the reason I ask is because of the whole values thing. Like, yeah. where do you stand when it? I mean, you know, the the hard drive and the PC and everything you've ever been through with your computer. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. <laughs> you know, it's. So and the you know the RGB lights everything everything yeah. is yeah. you know by the way by the way are... they, just, they just turned on by themselves last night in the middle of the night I I, I don't know what happened nice yeah see that's Got a that's ghost like in a feature there already yeah that's a feature that's not a bug yeah, it's a feature uh, they want they want uh, that <laughs> I I replaced my desk uh, yesterday which is why I had to restructure this whole thing um, and I it's a white desk now as opposed to a dark wooden desk and I just remembered that my keyboard has RGB lights on the side and I never saw them before. Right. So like, when I turned off the lights, the, I had these lights shining on the side of my keyboard. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, like I yeah. just stood there like, oh, wow. <laughs> keyboard. A keyboard with lights on the side. Hey, uh, a little bit of hockey tape will solve that problem real quick. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's charming. You know, I can keep it. That's fine. I can, I can turn it off. It's just, you know, it's yeah. just amusing to me that... Yeah. See, that's normal, like, like, like you said. Of me. 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> a keyboard. With, it's not even on the keys. It's just on the side. Like for when you want to put a single sheet of paper there and you want to read. I don't know. I don't understand. But, you know, it was cute. But uh, I asked, so as I was saying, what, what, where do you stand when it comes to the values? I, I, and, I mean, it seems like a dumb question, but it's not for me because I know where I stand. Yeah. But, you know, a, a lot of normal people don't care. <laughs> they don't care, you know. They're they're about which which apps work where, where they can do what they need to do more. Yeah. Uh, but then there's people like me and maybe you who, who do care about this stuff, and usually that comes with, I guess, certain biases. And where do your do your biases lie anywhere else? And are they based on anything other than Windows runs things the Mac doesn't? I mean, I, I honestly wonder if I really like dug deep, it, does it just come down to that? If I double click on a thing and I expect it to open and do what I want, it does that on the PC. And, and I always had to work harder to make that happen on the Mac. I was always able to do everything I wanted to do on a Mac. I just found it. It never fully felt like home to me. And so I had, what, see, so what had happened was um, in 2012, I was getting kind of frustrated with the Macintosh. And I'd had an iPad. I had the iPad 2, which was that perfect intersection of the liberal arts and technology. Um, <laughs> I had an iPad 2, and I had a Mac Mini. Those were, my, those were my machines at the time. And I was having issues with the Mac Mini, and I just it wasn't doing what I wanted. You know, there's nothing wrong with the computer necessarily, but it just, it just wasn't doing what I wanted. And the iPad, while awesome, it was like the second iPad. It wasn't even close to like an iPad Pro or like what, what the iPad would become. It was still almost a prototype, an idea of that, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm vaguely interested in what's going on over in the over in the PC side because at the time they were coming out with their first full touchscreen computers. The very first Microsoft Surface was launching around that time. Um and so it's like you could buy a MacBook Air style laptop running Windows and it had a touchscreen and it cost $500 less than a MacBook Air and <laughs> had twice as much storage. It was just like, it was an attractive proposition for me to try. And also I was unemployed at the time, so I didn't have the work excuse, <laughs> right? I was just free to try stuff. And so I tried it and I found myself going, this feels right to me. Even mm. in Windows 8, Windows 8, as kind of broken and bullshitty as Windows 8 was, I was just like, this feels more right to the way my brain likes to work than the Mac did. Um, and I just didn't go back. And uh, yeah, and that's and, and I've just I've grown a computer that's in my brain and also the computer itself, but like how I move through the computer, the things I do, uh, the, that muscle memory is just so good now. I'm like, I'm really good at Windows now. I can kind of make it do anything I want. Um, and it's like to just go back to the Mac and be like, I didn't just lose all that. Uh, right. When really, I all, from what I've seen of 100% of the keynotes that Apple has put out that I've watched most of them live. Um, the, the Mac hasn't, has only become more like the iPad over time, right? Mm. It, to me, right, it's less, the Mac is even less about letting you do everything you want and much more about 
letting you do all of those Macintosh things really well. Right, right. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And if you like those Macintosh things, this is a, this is a golden time. Because you're like, oh, finally, the News Plus app works great on the Mac. <laughs> or like the music app can, can, is giving me better music files than before. But, but it's still a really broken, bullshitty app. Um, you know, or, but, but like the fact that you can run, you can run iPad apps on your, on your laptop now. That's cool. Do you do that often? Uh, I run Overcast and uh, Reddit, uh, Apollo, the, the Reddit uh, client yeah. on, on my Mac. Yeah, that's it. When you run it, Not the rest. I have an Overcast question for you. Mm, sure. Do the audio files like sync to your Mac in the Overcast yeah. app? Like, it, yep, like yep. it'll download the audio file. No, well, I set my Mac to my Overcast Mac to streaming. Oh, okay. So it, it syncs everything, but it doesn't download it unless oh, I play okay. it. That's how, that's how Overcast works, right? That when, yeah. when you click to play something, it, yeah. it, that's when it'll download it. But, you know, nothing downloads automatically. But yeah. it syncs progress and subscriptions. No, that's great. That's great. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure it worked like that, but that's awesome. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm troubled by what you said because i came in knowing what my biases are like mm -hmm. knowing like knowing that i'm an apple guy right mm -hmm. but listening to you it's like well you know thinking about it like the most uh similar conflict internal conflict i had between operating systems was not windows and and the macintosh but the ipad and the mac um because the mac always felt to me like, strangely, the Mac always felt to me like it was the OS that got out of the way where I can just do what I needed to do without me having to, like, you know, shower it with the sacrifice or something, you know? <laughs> you know, like, I, have, I don't have to adjust to it. I can just Come do what on, I want to do. work with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what the iPad feels like. And, but, but the feelings, uh, my feelings are stronger for the iPad, but I, mm -hmm. I just have to admit, and I, I, I don't want to say this on record because my, my wife will remind me of this forever, uh, but I just can't live with the iPad. We've talked about this before, but, you yeah. know, the iPad is, is not a thing I can, it's, you know, it's a toy. It's, it can't be much more than that, no matter what they do. Uh, and the Mac is, is where I live, you know, it's where, but it also is the least exciting. I mean, mm -hmm. hardware of the M1 upgrade aside and the new form factor in my life of the MacBook Air aside, uh, you know, it gets out of the way so I can do what I need to do. I can record, yeah. I can edit, I can work, you know, without me having to do anything and learn how to do it. You know, all the Windows features, I mean, you know, you, you take a Mac, a power user, ugh, I don't even want to say it, but uh, <laughs> more advanced, user of devices like yeah. you or me and you know can turn the tool into what you need it to do uh -huh. and you know it, somebody can just nobody can just hand you a mac and say use this you'll have to turn the whole thing into mikey's mac or sawyer's laptop uh, to make it work for you and that's what my mac is and the ipad is always going to be the ipad it's never going to be mikey's ipad it's just going to be an ipad um that that is the same for everybody which is, you know, I, and I love the iPad and the Mac I'm a little more ambivalent about. And the reason what you said troubles me is because uh, maybe this whole company's engendering feelings thing is just bullshit. <laughs> well, it is because they're, they're religious-esque 
capitalistic nightmare companies that um <laughs> that that do want you to buy everything like like apple is very good at going you should buy an iphone and and wouldn't it be great if that iphone was sometimes a little bit bigger oh well you should buy an ipad oh well wouldn't it be great if like all of those stats in the health app of your iphone um auto filled based on how you move during the day well you should buy an apple watch right and oh do you want to actually get any actual work done well you should buy a macintosh (laughs) right where i'm at now like currently just to give you a current real-time update uh is where i'm at now is i'm looking at my ipad pro and it's perfectly fine but wouldn't it be great if it was if all if the blacks were truly black (laughs) that's like just because the new 12 12 12.9 has the mini led display which mini led which uh which, you know, and when the, the keynote uh, came out, it was like, oh, that's interesting. But, you know, as the months went by, I'm looking at my iPad and that's the feeling. Mm. So I, I agree. I agree. But then thinking about mission statements and thinking about what they stood for, I, I, when did I, I remember deciding I was an Apple person in 2005. So I had been working with a PC and my whole life till then, till college. And then like second year of college, I... I got an iBook, uh, a pre-Intel Mac, like you, uh, an iBook G4, and I fell in love with it. And I, I was trying to think of why I fell in love with it. Uh, it might be because it was white and clean looking and nicer looking than other, other laptops at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was also the OS. Like, it made more sense to me that there was a dock and that the menu bar was the menu bar for all apps all the time and not with the windows. Like for some reason that made sense to me philosophically, but that's easy to adjust uh, back and forth from the, with windows and the start bar and, and that, that's easy. But I remember having the sense of this makes more sense uh, like in my soul feeling. Yeah. <laughs> like not just, not just with how I work, but uh, because the how I work, I knew it was easy to adjust. You just learn a new OS. It happens all the time. But, um, but it making, I remember, what was it? One of the things that delighted me so much was that uh, trash was called trash and not the recycle bin. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I, I was a kid. That was how many years? 16 years ago. But I remember, sure. like, that's a, that's a fondness I still have, that trash is called trash. And it's just called, and I remember, I think the logic was, the logic of my feeling, or that supported my feeling was, uh, if you delete something, it's supposed to be trash. It's meant to be thrown away. But if it's a recycle bin, it's meant to be recycled. (laughs) Like, it's not really meant to be there. You're meant to take it out and do something with it again. Which makes less sense to me if what you do when you delete something is put it there. And then no, I remember funny. thinking... I never, I never thought of it that way. I always thought of it <laughs> literally the opposite way, which was, no, the recycling bin makes sense because when you empty it, you get some space back on your computer. You can now hmm. reuse that space. But you're not putting the space into the bin. You're putting what took up the space <laughs> into the bin. Yes, no, you're right, exactly. But what you end up with is recycled space. You are recycling. You're just not recycling the stuff that you're throwing away. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you had told me this 16 years ago, then maybe <laughs> I'd be, be like... PC guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, it's, it's a perspective I respect, but, I, you know, I don't share. To me, it's like, no, no it's trash fine. makes sense because yeah. it's trash. And what yeah. you do when you want to empty the trash is a button in your right-click menu that says empty trash. And then I remember getting the feeling that, wow, I think Apple thinks about these things more than Microsoft does. Like, like it, it just, I just got the sense of they think things throughher than, mm. like, than you know, than I, I because right. I, I, I think they do because it's been the recycling bin for thirty-five years and they've never thought to change that. Um, well, know. I think it'd be it'd be a bad idea for them to make a trash now, like given mm. all the given the optics, you know, and but the, I'm I'm realizing that Apple has. Uh, like I'm troubled now because I, you know, I feel like when I'm very grounded and sober, like you know, and yeah. it's usually when I'm talking to you, like I feel good about it. But you know, yeah. there are times when I get lost in the appleness of things, uh, and and it's nice to be reminded that it's probably ninety nine percent bullshit, and that it's nice to be reminded that the reason I like Apple and the reason I like this Mac is because it gets out of the way and gets me to do stuff I need to do, and um, and that. See what you're saying about the recycle bin makes so much sense to me. It's not a thing that sounds <laughs> I'm like. Sorry, I didn't mean to like put you on shaky ground about the recycling bin. You're you're way no, totally. Fine. You are right because you are getting rid of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you're you're also. But see, the thing is, you're also not wrong. <laughs> you know, but my feeling 16 years ago was, wow, people like you were wrong. You know, mm -hmm. and that's what made me instantly like, you know what? I'm an Apple guy. I mean, not the trash thing, but trash. The trash being one of them. Uh, and Do you think maybe it's bad for us to keep watching these keynotes and sort of suck in the marketing messages that they give us because, like, we just start to believe them after a while. We're just like, no, 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 Apple has my best interests in mind. You know, oh, no, no, no. Microsoft stands for openness, and I believe that. It's like, okay, like, asterisk, 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 asterisk on top of those things <laughs> on <Right>. both sides. <laughs> Because, like, I, my, Microsoft believes in openness until you want to change Edge from the default browser and it makes it annoying, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's the same. I mean, it's, it's the same thing with Apple where they'll believe what they believe until yeah. you want to take their 30%, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, Microsoft isn't going to take a cut of your app, but they will take a cut of your game, you know? Right. Because they, right. they know that 90% of the money is in games. Uh, I, 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 side, side, little sidebar here. I think that's what's so annoying about the Apple thing, because 90% mm -hmm. of, their, of their everything is not in the games. <laughs> yeah. Because it's in both, everything they do. Both of these companies are... They're, they're, they're lovely, utopian, Californian, West Coast, America <laughs> technology companies until you realize that they're mostly operating casinos that, that people who have trouble knowing when to stop keep giving them all of their money. That's right. And that is, how, that is why they're the biggest companies in the world because they're very, very good casino runners. And, and as an Apple guy, it's it's shameful to me that they are bending over backwards to keep their casinos running the way they want to run. And you're like, ah, filthy casino stuff. Yeah. This feels like a Microsoft thing, not an Apple thing. Sorry, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I know. I, 16 years ago, it was not because of the App Store that I fell in love with the iBook. 
You know, like, I love that I can do in-app purchases in the Intel Intel iBook or in the the, the power the yeah. power PC iBook. No, absolutely not. It was because trash was trash and it was white. That's why I loved it. <laughs> Equally deep reasons, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, totally. I mean, in terms of the depth of reason, Sawyer, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, maybe not to them, but certainly to the buyer, because what difference does it make? I got the iBook. I they got money from me. You know, what difference does it make? What value I have? And the, and the thing is, that was enough for me to stick with them. That's I, this is why it's so disappointing. Although that I, I bought yeah. my first Mac because my girlfriend at the time was a Mac user. And for a couple years there, she was just like, what are you doing wasting your time over on that side? And mm. she talked me into it. And my little iBook was a beautiful, tiny little laptop machine that was such a breath of fresh air and honestly weighed half as much and lasted twice as long as other Windows laptops at the time. <laughs> right. See, that's what's so great about it. <laughs> it really was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I sort of feel like in 2012, I got off the Macintosh train kind of at the right time. I feel like they had a bad decade. They're coming out of it now, and the Mac is great now. But I feel like they had kind of a bad decade on the Mac. I would say they had a bad half a decade. Like, you, mm. ha you missed a, a few more good years. Because the mm. first Intel years were great. The first few Intel years were great. And then, you know, I, I'm realizing it. Steve Jobs also died. And then after that, it kind of went weird because the priorities were misplaced. The iPad was the focus and it kind of sucked. And the Mac then kind of sucked and everything kind of mm. sucked. You know, um, still very Apple-y. Still not enough to kick me out. But, you know, mm. it was not, not great. Like, they're finding their footing nowadays. Uh, but, you know, it's... Uh, so to answer your question... Uh, do I think it's a bad idea to keep watching the keynotes? Like, are the keynotes themselves inherently bad? Uh, well, I wonder, do they instill a sense of, like, evangelism that is maybe maybe not as good for us as maybe we think it, it should be? Because, like, are we, are we paying for watching this show in some way by internalizing what they're telling us in a way that is maybe not in our best interest? I I will say absolutely yes, uh, but I, gonna I, stop? Don't, no, probably not. <laughs> I don't think we should stop. I think mm -hmm. what we should do is is podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, of course, add more content about this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a question no, I mean, for you about this. Do you yeah, watch sorry. any other non-Apple keynotes? Like, I know you don't watch the no. Microsoft ones, but are there any other companies that you do watch the keynotes of? Like in their entirety? Absolutely not. No. no. No, but like, like you'll catch yeah. highlights of stuff. Yeah, if it's worth, like this one, like if it's, you know, I would have watched it even if he didn't ask me to, you know, I mean, this is a, this seems like an important, uh, important to the culture kind of keynote, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, because most of the time it's not, but for apples, it, they always act as if they are all the time and most of the time they are, but for every other company, it's just products and features that I truly don't care about anyway. That's true. Uh, but this one was not that, <laughs> you know. This one was an evangelist keynote, and uh, very much was, yeah. And I don't think I don't think it's a uh, just to go back really quickly. I I, I you know I, I was kind of joking when I said make more content about it, but I, I don't just mean the content we produce as podcasters, mm -hmm. but like 
Like I literally feel like an internal shift here, like a small piece of glass broke for me, hearing you talk about where you stood as a Windows person because it's I need to hear it, you know. As a I need to hear a, a Windows perspective that isn't angry at me for being an Apple guy, because far too often I'm in like there's a uh, there's a Discord group I'm part I'm a part of that's just about raving about tech. And sure. I keep having to say, trigger warning, I'm about to rave about an Apple thing because I'm the only <laughs> Apple guy. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, because I, I just, like, it's good intentions. I'm just happy about something. And I remember saying the spatial audio thing on with the AirPods Pro is amazing. And, uh, you know, I really love it. And that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and the response far too often to things like that is oh yeah yeah like there's a sense of yeah spatial audio is amazing and uh i was able to get the spatial audio feature for like half the price you know? <laughs> like it's always like a response to the values of apple whenever i say anything and that's what infuriates so many people about apple um the what they stand for you know the the moralizing from based on their values frustrates so many non-Apple people. So to see Microsoft <laughs> kind of moralize uh, based on what they stand for is kind of funny because, you know, it's, you know, it's like now, now you're not that different. And if they keep going this direction, like in the next four years, you know, it's going to work on some people. In the next four or five years, there are going to be some diehard Windows people who moralize based on windows being open which then kind of makes everybody just the same kind of asshole that they say the apple people are you know because windows is great i think you are great specifically because you're not <laughs> like you know you keep it real you know you keep it grounded and you keep it real and you yeah, know it's i tried i try, I try to try be to real but around I, you know like i i try not to give all of my money to one place you know um but i mostly i really do believe in do whatever you need to do to get your work done. And by work, I mean your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And by, like, I mean, even when you're wasting time, do that on the thing that you love the most, right? Uh, like, what, whatever that is. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm so happy when I hear about someone who's, like, still rocking their computer from, like, 2002 because they make it work for them and it's still perfect for them. Like... If you ever hear about like novel writers who were like, "I'm never leaving my Titanium Power Book. That was that's my writing device, and for word processing, it's still perfect. So I don't need anything else." Right. You know, I love it when people can find the thing that actually does help them do more than just what their hands can do. Like, like even if it's just a notebook, even if it's just like. You know, you and I should talk about notebook pornography at some point in time. But just like, like even if it's just like their perfect notebook, they found that and it really actually propels them forward. I love that. Mm. Um, I know I'm starting to sound like Panos Panay, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're really not. But I get what you're saying. But I, 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 I love that guy. I really do. I think he's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. he loves windows so much and it makes it almost makes me want to love windows as much i'm like you know what no no one loves windows more than panos and it's so good i'm like i want windows to be better just for panos i just to make right, him right. happy <laughs> and he loves it in a way that uh, that it's that's charming in a way that the way steve Ballmer loved windows was not <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Well, because I, I always got the sense that Steve Ballmer had never used a computer in his life. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I yeah. mean, you know, we, we could be wrong, but I, I, I know what you mean, and I agree yeah. with what you mean. Like, I know that Steve Ballmer was happy that Windows was making him money, but I don't believe that he ever used it. Not once. You know, this, like, uh, the podcasting about it, like, this conversation right now is making yeah. me so happy. <laughs> I mean, it's making me happy to talk to you, but it's making me so happy about what I have, which is great. And yeah. this is why I say people need it, because keynotes, I think, are designed to make you unhappy with what you have. Like, you know, you're, yes. fu- you're enjoying, the- I'm enjoying those two hours, but, you know, it's, it, cre- it crept in. Like, after the iMac, iPad thing, all the way, lead- all the way past WWDC keynote, like, it crept in that I am, I am not that happy with what I have. I think I want a new iPad, you know? And, and that's really the feeling. And left unchecked, uh, sure, it will result in spending more money. And if you can afford it, sure, great. But, you know, I, I do think, morally maybe even ethically that it's not great <laughs> you know like if even if i did have unlimited money to spend that doesn't make it okay i think that i'm now looking at the same ipad 12.9 which is exactly the same thing i loved two months ago look at it a little uh, look, look makes me look at it making me look at it a little less happily even if it's exactly the same I think, therefore, these keynotes probably aren't good. I think, I think, you know, I mean, before today, it's like, you know, keynotes are a fun thing. I don't watch anything else besides apples. Yeah. But now, you know, like, they're not good in the sense that they're making you unhappy with what you have. Or they're designed to make you unhappy with what you have. You know, they don't always succeed, but the fact that that's what it's designed for is bad. <laughs> it's, it's just... I, I, you know, I mean, I think it's bad enough for me to say that I can tell my son when he's grown up and he's into these things that I can tell him, yeah, that's bad. Like, that's not a thing you should do. Not grown up. Maybe when he's still talkable. Well, this, like, this, this is why I suggested that you should sit the family down and watch mm. the Windows 11 event, like, as a family. <laughs> you know, like, make a date of it, like a, like a nice evening, get some popcorn, you know, play it like a movie. And then, like, you know, maybe your son can just be like, Dad, I want, I want, a, I want, a, I want a gaming computer. <laughs> and then for me to say, here's why you shouldn't want one. <laughs> He's like, I just want to See, play Minecraft keynote. with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing. Uh, this is another podcast, but we're back to Pokemon Go. We're back. If you're still playing it, let's. Uh, I'd like to add you. But yeah, this whole family is playing Pokemon Go now uh, again. Great. For the first time since Max was born, so it's been five years. Wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. Yeah, There's a whole a thing whole, there. Definitely. There's a whole episode there. Yeah, but uh, yeah. If I set them, the, see the good thing. See, I see that that's a favor you were doing for me because if I made them watch a Microsoft keynote and then explain why keynotes are bad, yeah. it doesn't affect Apple at all. You know, I, I can still make it very specifically. This is why keynotes by Microsoft are weird. But then if it raises questions of, can we watch the Apple Keynote now? I think maybe I won't do that. Because that's still a very Mikey-exclusively thing. I mean, occasionally Char why, watches with me. Why, why, do you not, why do you not share your fandom with your fam? Oh, it's not that I haven't tried. 
It's oh. just that no one else cares. Right, you know, right. uh, well, one of the things that uh, Char enjoys doing, and we don't get to do this all the time because I guess, I guess when she knows I'm excited about something, she'll want to watch it with me. But if it's just, you know, like you and me, there's a keynote, gotta watch it. I don't think she cares. But what she loves is just, you know, commentary, the, the most cynical anti-Apple commentary throughout the whole thing, which is funny. But maybe not for every keynote. But she's here, <laughs> so... for, the, she's here for the drama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, I... But what I, love, what I love is when she does that, and then she sees something and goes, oh, I want that. Like, when right. it works on her. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. because for someone who's, you know, uh, I might get in trouble for this, but I guess if you're not, if you're not steeped into the culture, you know, you are more, you're, you are more vulnerable to their moves, you know? So they... So she would uh, immediately after saying that's stupid, that's a cash grab, she would immediately say, "Oh, I want the green one." <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, whereas, you know, it, for me, it's not so much, "Wow, I want the green one," but more of, "I need to think about this keynote for the next few days, talk to Sawyer about it, and decide what I want because it's logical." Which, really, as we've revealed today, it's not. It's not logical. It's all feelings. So I have, I have two things I just want to say to that. The first is I wanted that purple iPhone so bad. And I'm so glad that now I know somebody who has one. I, I just like, I know several people who bought the purple iPhone and I, I'm a little jealous of all of them because that's the most gorgeous iPhone I've ever seen. Um, regardless of it coming out halfway through an event and all that. Um, but I think the purple is fantastic. So I'm very much swayed by things like color and design um, but the second one is, I was just thinking, like, isn't it funny that, like, like, I'm, I've been a, like, a cord cutter person for years, because, honestly, I hated cable because there were so many commercials, um, but here I am, voluntarily, sitting down and watching, like, one to two hour long commercials for products I might not even want, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, Windows, for me, it's like, I should know about Windows because this is just going to show up on my computer whether I like it or not, and I should know about it, right? Like, Windows right. is just going to, like, one day this fall, my computer will just have Windows 11, and I will have done nothing to make that happen, um, right? right. And, and so things like, things like DubDub is interesting to me because I'm like, I already own these devices, what's just going to show up on my phone in, in the fall, whether I like it or not. Right. That's, it, that's neat to me. Um, but yeah, like the actual hardware, the stuff you actually have to purchase. I'm like, why am I signing up to be advertised to it? Like, like why? like, shouldn't they have to pay money to someone else to get my eyeballs on their stuff? Like, like, why do they have me? So, uh, I think it's just Federici. I think he's just a captivating individual. And I like watching him cook. He really is. He's great. <laughs> you know, it's. I think there. I mean, there, there, there is a simple answer to this because they're fun to watch, and this is why I couldn't watch anything else besides the Microsoft keynote. Because everybody else is canned and bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, there's. I'm sorry to say this, but there are still some elements of that in the Microsoft keynote. There's still some oh, of yeah. it that's still oh. Yeah, this needed a little more rehearsal. This needed yeah. another take. You know, this is <laughs> you can kind of tell. Uh, and you know, don't get polish. it. It lacks some of the polish, but yeah. when it's polished, it's you know, 
I can't say it's empirically fun to watch, but it's fun to watch for weird people like you and me, you know? Because I don't think anyone who would do this, like nerds like us would do this. Well, nerds Char do, never but like, would. they really do. Like, like I just finished, I, like this was like keynote season for me. Like, like there was <laughs> there was Dub Dub, there was this Microsoft thing, there was uh, E3, like the video game thing. Yeah, of right? course, that yeah. Was, that was like nine keynotes in three days, the video game thing. And I watched four of those, I want to say. You know, I... I, I by the way, I'm I own one now. video game system. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you know, you, you're a Windows guy. What are you doing watching Dub Dub? Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Keynotes are fun. Keynotes are fun. I, I, yeah. I, I, my first experience, Ryan did know that I, I used to wait till the June issue of like GamePro and EGM to read about E3 the month before. Yeah. Because that's the only way you could get the information on E3. But uh, when, when the internet became the way it is now, you know, I tried watching some of the keynotes and I just realized I, g- gaming keynotes are my least favorite keynote. Like, I just cannot. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's the same when Apple does demos, when you're watching a demo that lasts forever. And, but for gaming keynotes, like, they are just demos. Like, that's really what they are. Yeah. You know, and it, it was, it's kind of painful to watch, let's say, a thousand people watching, a, watching the same thing. You could just, it's, it's, you're watching a YouTube video. That's what you're doing. And you're watching them watch it. And it was just, you know, uh, it's cringy for me. I can't. And it's also boring. Like, when it's super, super long, it's just, you know, you get it, you want to play it, you don't. Well, maybe this is a me thing. Like, this is why I couldn't get into like oh, Twitch no, so much. No, it's not. It's not a you thing. Um, it's not. My, okay. my favorite like E three thing is like when when they announce a game and then at the end of like a thirty second thing, they're like, "There's a demo on the Switch right now. Go download that demo." Nice. Right. Then I'm like, "Oh, good. You got me. I will download that demo even for a game I barely care about because I'm like, that's that's the right thing to do. Give me a trailer." And then say I can go download the demo and play it myself because I kind of don't want to watch someone else play the demo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, like I'm ex- I'm really excited for a brand new Metroid game, but and that trailer hit me like I was so glad that I watched that keynote because see, like learning at the same time as everybody else that there's a, a new Metroid game um, was was amazing to me. But they had like a one-hour demo of the game afterwards, and I'm just saying I don't care. I just give me, just <laughs> let me know when the game is available. I'll give you the money, and that will be the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I didn't even watch that. I just can't imagine watching a demo. Uh, for you know, for for any reason. I mean, I yeah. remember demos are useful for when you're at the toy store or the game store and there's a TV playing the demo and you you know, you that's what they're useful for, but mm-hmm. like in this day and age, like I'm on a laptop, I got to choose what game I want to buy anytime. Uh, I get to play demos that I can download. It you know, watching a keynote of a demo just doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, at the same time, didn't that, that didn't that Federici demo where he moved the mouse from like one Mac to another Mac to an iPad? Didn't that like melt your heart a little bit? The difference is that it's a thing that melts my heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, I can watch. That's I can watch perfect. that right now. You see, that's a thing I want to watch again. You know, <laughs> but, but see, not perfect. more. Th- but I don't want to watch it for two hours, though. And I yeah. guess gaming demos can't be 30 seconds. They have They're to long. be. Yeah. 
you know, five, ten minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Yeah. You know, but it's it's enough. It's a it's a tasteful. Apple has the whole tastefulness thing. Well, I'm not gonna say they have it down perfectly, but they have it down better than anybody else. No, that was, know, a, like, that, was that was a slick ass demo. Yeah, totally. It was, a, and it was almost it almost it almost made me forget that I can do that on my computer right now. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> because I'm on Windows and Logitech has an app that does that. <laughs> uh, as an uh, last, uh, can I uh, quickly revert back to Apple fanboy mode uh, and some keynote nerdery yeah, about sure, this? Yeah. I, as an Apple guy, I'm, I don't want to end with this. I want to end with what we talked about a while ago because that makes me look better than what I'm about to say now. <laughs> but That's what the show is open enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I remember the iPhone 4 was the first keynote. The, that was the first modern Apple keynote where it wasn't the Steve Jobs show. It was uh, features being presented by executives who worked on those features. And, uh, and Steve Jobs played the host or the MC, and he started it and he ended it, and that's what they do. Uh, the iPhone 4 with the first iCloud thing... The joke about how how can you trust iCloud? We were the ones who did mobile me, blah blah blah, um, and and that was clunky for what it was. But I remember everybody saying that this is you know a sign of Steve Jobs being on the way out. Like it wasn't the Steve Jobs show so much as the Apple show that he was hosting. Um, and to see the keynote, the Apple keynote, uh, I guess grow from from that to the awkward. Tim Cook stage and the the trying to be jokey on stage phase to long demo phase to kind of what they were before the pandemic hit and then take that take that same spirit and energy and end result feelings intent and turn it into video packages that last an hour and a half uh, into I think the best keynote company in the business mm. is a thing that makes me happy. None of that has anything to do or should have anything to do with what I choose to, with why I need to replace my iPad this year. But just as an Apple guy and whatever part of me identifies with it, I'm kind of really proud of it. Like in the sense that, <laughs> like the, the same way that Microsoft kind of copying it makes me proud of it. Kind of co kind of copying it because if they really did it, wanted to do it the Apple way, they'd start with Satya. You know, but um, I'm just... As an Apple guy, kind of proud of how they do things, and the it's the same kind of spirit I would like to think is in the products that I use, mm -hmm. which kind of informs the the work I make. I think like that is in a oh God, I hate that I'm saying this, but in a it kind of inspiring me to it kind of inspires me to have that same amount of polish in what I do because it, there's such a real world example right in front of me in the tool that I use uh, or in the company that makes the tool I use like I think I think that is the the most informed most concrete way I can express this bias mm -hmm. without me being an asshole about it <laughs> So, so for for everything you've talked about, it's it's bringing me back to everything we've talked about. It's bringing me back to okay. So this is where I'm at now, Sawyer. Yeah. I'm happy about how they do keynotes. I'm happy about what they do. They should really, and the world should really think about side loading and how it works, because they already have devices that do side loading, and 
making Apple them is not a good idea. Blah, blah, blah. They should start running casinos, etc. Mm-hmm. And after all of that, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm now the kind of Apple guy I like again. So thank you. Thank you. This makes me feel grounded. You're very well. I, uh, it makes me, it, that does make me think sometimes about other, other graphic designers who I run into in my professional life who swear by the Macintosh based on things that, you know, were true when they went to school, but might not be true anymore, you know? Like, there is, it's not just uh, the nerds, right? There's, there's, all, there's certain groups of people who are just uh, a, little, a little blind to things. And so I, you know, I wonder how much me being a PC guy is me professionally going, I don't need a Mac to be a graphic designer. I'm a good graphic designer on my own and the tools I use serve me, not the other way around. Um, Like, I wonder, I honestly wonder how much of that is a little bit of spite to just be like, no, no, I'm twice the graphic designer you are and I don't even (laughs) need your thing, (laughs) you know? How do you resolve that? Or are you happy just wondering? I'm happy wondering, really. I I do say I show up. I show up to every single Apple keynote going, I'm willing to be turned. You know, I'm I'm willing. Show me something that makes me go, no, no, I need this now. I, I need to have an iPad in my life. Like I show I show up every single keynote going, talk me into an iPad. You know, and it just hasn't happened yet. The art—I would say the art stuff—is the closest because their like their their Apple Pencil stuff and the apps are really really good. But I get the exact same thing on my Surface, and I have a real file system there. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the actual apps that they really push. Outside of maybe Procreate, I think that's the only one that like I can't get on Windows. But everything else, the Adobe stuff, the Affinity stuff, that's all I got it all. I'm good, you know. And my thing, do you think a, it's... my thing is a kickstand. So, do you, do you think it's dumb to, like, given what we've discussed about how keynotes are what they are? Yeah. Like, and how refreshing it is that we recognize that. Uh, I think it's so ridiculous. I, I guess I, I was initially asking a question, but I'm just going to say it's so ridiculous that we approach these keynotes that way, knowing that it's not a religion. The only thing they want you to do is buy something. They don't want you to turn. They don't care if you turn. No, <laughs> but they'd like they you to don't buy care if you turn. Yeah. yeah. But they'd like you to buy something. And, you know, people like us are looking at it as, okay, let's see. Convert me. You know, but it's, they, you know, they, they, they're proud of conversion, I guess. Apple more than anybody. Oh, but they, they really don't, are. Yeah. They, they don't care, care. Like, you know, I mean, you know, they, they'd be just as happy if you bought something. Just they, spend $500. They don't care if you turn. Make, you that's know, true. Bash no, what I mean, what they really want you is, is popping quarters into their little casino machines. See, that's dumb. I, I wish they would stop that. You know, they, they should give you the option to, but if they, they keep expressing that that's what they really want, and that makes me feel not proud to be an Apple person. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. 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 Now, having said that, I'm about to have a bunch of fucking Android apps on my computer. So, 
<laughs> you know, I hey, you'll be like, you'll I'm be like me. I can run iPhone that. <laughs> what's wrong you know, with it? Off the top of your head, what? what yeah, what's, what's wrong, wrong with Android it? apps? They're on on your computer. I, I mean, they're sloppy. I'd say. I think my <laughs> my my main thing, like the reason I've always stayed an iPhone person instead of buying an Android phone. Because I've had plenty of opportunities to buy an Android phone. Is I, I think it's sloppy. I think it's sloppily designed. You know. So I, uh, I nothing. I, so it's it's still it's not a values thing for you either. No, like me, Android I, versus iPhone. Yeah. No, I I just find I just find Android apps get like if you develop an application, you really need to show it love and people who make iPhone apps seem to show those apps a lot of love. And people who make Android apps seem to go, well, I made an iPhone app and I made a lot of money over there and now I'm popular enough that I can make an Android app and I'm going to spend one-tenth of the time on the Android app. And I, I honestly think that's how it goes over there. <laughs> like, they, they have, quote-unquote, just as many apps as they do on the iPhone, but mm -hmm. most of those apps receive way fewer updates, way less attention, and way less polish. You know, it's it's a good thing that that's not how it is for Windows. Because philosophically, no, they're very... Windows is its own thing. Windows has its own group of people who develop things specifically for Windows. You know? Right. But I don't, I don't no. think people do develop things specifically for Android. I think, I think Android's a big market, so... Like people feel they have to have an app there, but I still like ten years in. I can't think of a single Android app that isn't on the iPhone. I think that's why the well, I guess that's what's revealing the whole Panos fanaticism, Windows messaging religion thing to yeah. make sense. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, so there, you know, you don't need to fall in love with Windows, but the developers do. You know, yes. that's, they need the developers to love Windows the way yeah. Apple people love Apple. Because I'm not a developer for Apple, but, you know, if some of the developers can take some of this love I have and put it into their Windows work, that's, that's, that is going to make Windows better in the way that Android is not, even if they stand for very similar things of openness yeah. and whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so I guess yeah, that reveals it. So here, I think we've, we've, I think that, I think we have, uh, Learned quite a few things that I had not considered before we began today. That, that you know, that's why they do it. Like that now makes sense to me that it would end with Satya. They don't need me, keynote watcher, to fall in love with Windows. They need people to make stuff to fall in love with Windows. People like you, people like app developers. Yeah, because they, you know, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's the one. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that I think that about wraps it up. Uh, I'm gonna spend the next three hours trying to plug this hard drive into my computer somehow. Good luck. Uh, Good luck with that. I'm gonna fail. Yeah. I just you know that now. <laughs> but I want you to remember that as you do it, and even if you fail, you are living according to what Satya Nadella stands for. It's true. So you should feel you should feel good about that. He believes that I should plug anything I want into this machine. Yeah. And damn yeah, it, no matter I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. <laughs> You're gonna try. I, I wish you well, my friend. Like I will, uh, I will close my fanless laptop after this. You know, not have to do that. 
because yeah. I have iCloud's iCloud storage I pay for, and in my mind that's the same, even if it's not. Um, but but I wish you get your extra two terabytes, man. I, I wish, I wish, <laughs> I wish you will. What's the what's the two terabyte iCloud cost, by the way? Uh, ten ten US ten dollars ten US a month. Yeah. All right, cool. So my, my, yeah, my two terabyte hard drive cost me $70 Canadian. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I could have got, well, got a five terabyte for 150 And it's yours forever. That's, well, it's mine for, you know, the life of the product. Yeah. For the life of, is, it, is it a hard drive or a solid state? It's a, it's a spinning hard drive. The whole point. It's, it's going to be like That's my backup. time machine backup. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I don't need sense. an SSD for that. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I want I just want a ton of storage to just put files that I don't use all the time, you know? You know, I'm I'm so I mean we're 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 practically done, but I I, yeah. I I'm very amused at this episode because we were gonna talk about keynotes, but we yeah. finally got the the Windows versus Macintosh <laughs> podcast that I've kind of thought we should have I, in the I past 11 years. I think we did it. I think we hit all the points, all the good <laughs> yeah, and all the bad. I think it, I think it was actually pretty balanced. Um, yeah, I so and too. I think we changed nobody's mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You kind of changed my mind. So, you know, kind of changed. Like, I'm, it's still just an Apple guy, but I mean, it's, I, I think you've shown me the a better way to do this you know, because I, told they're... My, I told my wife when i opened this uh package for the hard drive and i couldn't figure it out i told her i was like my macintosh brain tells me i should just be able to plug this in and have it work and she said <laughs> oh sweetie that's that's adorable <laughs> <laughs> oh man she's right it is adorable it is adorable. like a macbook adorable nice that's, that's not what i have but yeah, but I, I like also that this is probably our longest podcast. So this feels like there's stuff that we've been wanting to say for the yeah. past decade. That's there's only coming. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also you and I have figured out the reason you and I have figured out keynotes. So if we ever want to make a, a billion dollars, we can now do that. Yeah. Oh, we should get into that business. Yeah, we get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're a teacher. It's kind of what you do every day. But yeah, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> I wish, I wish it was, the the billion dollars part. Well, that's what teachers should be getting paid is a billion dollars. Ugh, God. I have no political yeah. ability to control this or influence on the culture at all. So I can safely say, teachers should get a billion dollars. I. I don't necessarily agree, but I will support you. Like oh, it would be you're great. Like, well, maybe some teachers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, not even me. You know, I could do with a million dollars. A billion's a bit much, man. You'll have to deal with like everybody maybe yelling at not, you for having a billion dollars. Uh, maybe not Randy. He shouldn't get a billion dollars, but yeah, not him. No. Not him. Yeah, have you seen? He he misspelled article. <laughs> <sighs> all right man this has been super this, fun this has been thank you man i appreciate it thank you and uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll see you all on the next episode thanks for listening everybody uh if you uh let me do let me do some podcast stuff if you guys want to review this show 
which I have been told does nothing. But if you want to do it, um, you can you can write a review in in the Apple Podcasts app, or you can write a review um, literally nowhere else because no other podcast player has built-in ratings. Oh, oh, you can recommend us on Overcast. Oh, you can recommend us on Overcast. Yeah. Right, uh, right. Or you can listen to us and do literally no actions on Spotify. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, oh, and Sawyer is back on Twitter, which we haven't talked about oh, so uh, much. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, see. Okay. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. Guys, I'm, does look, everybody have another hour here? <laughs> look, I look. Cigarettes are. <laughs> are really addictive okay and they're terrible for you and they can kill you and they're bad for you and like they're they're cancerous and they're bad and no one should smoke and no one should be on twitter uh but yes i'm back on twitter okay Sawyer paul if you want to hit me up there right quitting and coming back is better than not quitting but it is worse than quitting and not coming back see the difference yeah so right. welcome so, back to, to Twitter. Yeah, thanks. I'll be gone in six months. <laughs> yeah. So tweet us. Tweet us at K Sawyer. Is it K Sawyer Paul one? What is it? No, it's <laughs> Sawyer Paul. No one took it while I was gone. No one. <laughs> <laughs> at K Sawyer Paul at Mikey Lurin. We're there. So tweet us. <laughs> See y'all later. Mm-hmm.